0: everybody, thank you for joining this talk. Um, my name is Aurel Towsig, I'm a partner in the tax department at Herbert Smith Freehills in London. And this talk we're going to be addressing some of the tax implications for the UK as a result of the transition period coming to an end on the 31st of December this year, uh, following Brexit. Um, this recording will be accessible in two formats one which has some slides visible um, and another which will be without slides and hopefully the one without slides will still be possible to follow that relatively simply um, notwithstanding the slides won't be there so the first topic to discuss is indirect tax uh, and in particular vat vat being a creature of eu law Uh, the EU VAT Directive establishes VAT and is implemented in UK law as in other member states by domestic legislation. Now, following the end of the transition period, the UK will be free to abolish VAT altogether if it wants or to change VAT rules. Um, Given the amount of money that is raised by VAT, it's highly unlikely that the UK would seek to abolish VAT. Um, However, it would have the ability, if it so wishes, to make changes to the VAT system, which may give the UK a competitive advantage over other countries in the EU. Um, However, so far the government has said that it wishes to keep VAT procedures as unchanged as possible, and so we're not aware at the moment of any significant uh, divergences that are planned um, with the EU on that. One point that caused some um, consternation some time ago and which created some some press attention was about goods being imported from the EU27 into the UK. At the moment they're regarded as acquisitions, but going forward we will be a third country and goods imported into this country from the EU27 will be treated the same way as goods imported from the rest of the world and therefore treated as imports for VAT purposes. Um, This would give rise to a cash flow disadvantage for UK importers. However, in order to deal with that, the UK have said that they will uh, make an alignment between imports and old-style acquisitions such that now there is postponed VAT accounting for both and so those cash flow disadvantages should be averted. As far as the EU is concerned, when goods flow there from the UK, that will be treated the same way as goods coming into the EU from non-EU countries. One very important exception is of course Northern Ireland, which will remain part of the UK's VAT area. But in order to avoid a hard border with Ireland, the EU's VAT rules for goods will continue to apply. Obviously the details of that still not completely settled, um, but we do expect further details as to how that will work uh, in due course. Moving on to direct tax now. Um, As far as direct tax is concerned, the changes are not as extensive as one might think, because direct taxation is outside the EU's competence, um, as opposed to indirect tax like VAT. There are also relatively few direct tax directives, although there are a few important ones which we'll mention in a moment. Also another point to remember is that double tax treaties, which uh, are bilateral agreements between countries, the availability of those Uh, to the UK following the end of the transition period will not be affected. Um, Whether we're in the EU or not doesn't have an impact on whether, for instance, the UK's double tax treaty with France or with Germany um, applies, because they are bilateral agreements, they don't depend on uh, EU status. There are a few points, however, that are worth mentioning here. One is that, uh, at the moment, UK direct taxes need to be compatible with EU law in the sense that they cannot infringe the basic treaty freedoms of the EU. And there have been many instances where the European Court of Justice has found that provisions of UK tax law have um, infringed those freedoms, been discriminatory in one way or another, and, and so have not been enforceable in the EU context. And in, in most cases, the, the UK has changed its domestic law in response or has said that it will no longer apply provisions of the EU law which have been found to infringe. Following the, in the transition period, we will be free to uh, revive those laws or implement new laws which. Uh, would infringe those treaty freedoms. We won't be bound by the requirement uh, for the rules to be compatible with EU law in the same way as we are now. Um, However, certain important examples of where UK law has been found to infringe and the UK has said it's not going to um, revive old law, for instance, the 1.5% stamp duty reserve tax charge on the issues of shares to clearance services and depositories um, the government have said that, notwithstanding the fact that we are now leaving the EU, um, we're not going to reimpose that charge. I mentioned d- direct tax directives a moment ago, and there are two very important ones the parent subsidiary directive and the interest and in royalties directive which uh, currently apply but will cease to apply following the end of the transition period, as far as the UK is concerned. And what these directives do is they provide that for payments of interest, royalties um, or dividends between associated companies, which are in different EU member states, um, no local withholding tax can be applied to those payments. Um, So, for UK companies which have subsidiaries in other EU countries um, receiving dividends or perhaps interest or royalties from those uh, companies, these directives currently ensure that those subsidiaries jurisdictions cannot impose withholding tax on those payments. Following the end of the transition period, um, we'll no longer be able to rely on uh, that directive. So it is possible that there may be tax leakage in cross-border payments of that nature for international groups. Um, In many cases, there will be a double tax treaty which has equivalent provisions such that no withholding would arise anyway applying the treaty, but there are some treaties with other EU countries and the UK which do not reduce withholding tax on these payments to zero. So um, any uh, groups which are currently relying on these directives Um, would be well advised to have a look at their structure and check whether there are double tax treaties available which would give rise to the same 0% withholding, or if not, perhaps think about possible restructurings. That's all I was going to cover in this very brief talk. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like further information, please do check our Beyond Brexit Legal Guide uh, and the section there on tax. And also, please do subscribe to our Beyond Brexit blog for more information about the post-transition period. Thank you very much.